Hello, and welcome to the Heathen's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Siri Vincent Clough, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the show where I explore heathenry through a queer lens. We will be talking about traditional witchcraft, runes, folklore, and so much more. Join us, won't you, as we journey to the ends of the Nine Realms and back. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Heathen's Journey podcast. On today's mini episode, I want to talk about something I've been thinking about a lot lately. This is partly me figuring out my own identity in terms of faith, and also an interesting discussion that I think we should have more often. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that I love definitions. I like to make sure that we are all on the same page so that you understand what I'm trying to say, and also so that we can have a more informed, deeper conversation. Almost every single one of my witchcraft immersion classes started with a question and a definition. I am not, however, so confident that I think that my definitions are the only important definitions out there. It's more so a way of holding multitudes. The specificity of a definition plus the understanding and space for the definition to be challenged, changed, or exist alongside other um, definitions. Can you tell that I am a very academic person? Symbols, man. Symbols. But for the last several months, almost since this summer, if I really stop to think about it, I've been thinking about what the word heathen means to me. Heathen is the common shorthand for a Germanic Norse pagan. Almost every book about heathenry needs to come up with a definition of the faith because there are so many misconceptions about what we do as heathens. In her Practical Heathen's Guide to Ausatru, Patricia Lefebvre describes heathenry as a, quote, primarily reconstructionist, polytheistic, animistic faith that reflects the cultural and religious paradigms of our pre-Christian, post-proto-Indo-European ancestors, unquote. This is a very good working definition, but it doesn't really resemble what I practice, I mean, yes, on the surface it resembles what I practice, but I shy away from the idea that heathenry has to be reconstructionist in nature in order to be considered heathen. Ryan Smith, author of The Way of Fire and Ice, talks about his Norse practice as adapting and changing to modern times. In the opening to the book, he describes several moments of practice for heathens across the world, including a mosh pit, a private ritual of veneration for the old gods, and kissing their Thor's hammer before linking arms and shutting down a highway in protest. This feels a lot closer to the kind of heathenry I practice. The Troth, one of the largest international heathen organizations, is a good source for information like this. Here's what their mission statement uses as a broad definition for heathenry. Quote, The Troth's mission is to educate, train, provide resources for, and otherwise promote the polytheistic religion known as European, Northern European Heathenry or Austru. Our religion contains many variations, names, and practices, including theodism, Irminism? Oh, I haven't heard that one. Odinism, Urglawe, and Anglo-Saxon heathenry. And the Troth seeks to place itself as an umbrella organization where all Asatruar may meet, worship, and learn from one another. 
we understand that what we all share is a defining personal loyalty to, or troth with, the gods and goddesses of Northern Europe, our specific and tribal ancestors, and the landvetir, or spirits of the earth around us. Our gods and goddesses belong primarily to two tribes, the Aesir and the Vanir, and are known to us as Odin, Frigga, Thor, Sif, Njord, Frey, Freya, Tyr, Iduna, and many others. We are deeply proud of our indigenous Northern European religious, cultural, and historical heritages. We welcome all people, whatever their religious, cultural, or ancestral background, gender, or sexual orientation, who have developed or wish to develop a relationship with our gods and goddesses, and would like to know more about Asatru in or other forms of heathenry. Together, our members practice the moral principles followed by our noble predecessors, including boldness, truth, honor, troth, self-rule, hospitality, industry, self-reliance, steadfastness, equality, strength, wisdom, generosity, and family responsibility. Unquote. So there's a lot in that definition, and I would not be surprised if you wanted to reread it. Um, You could go to the Troth's website, um, or there is also going to be a transcript of this podcast on my own website. Um, But this multiple, huge definition has me thinking further about what makes a cohesive faith. The best thing I can say is that to me, a faith is comprised of both culture and belief. Of course, there are faiths with many different denominations and cultures within them, for example, Christianity and Islam, but there is usually an overarching agreement on the uh, kind of mythopoesis and values of the religion. Um, However, that's not how everybody sees faith and religion. I spoke with a friend who studied religious theory at the master's level at Harvard Divinity School, and this quote from them and our email exchange is too good not to give in full. Religious and spiritual traditions are rarely ever about capital B belief in God, gods, or otherwise, and far more typically about capital P praxis, the importance of numinous experience, the value of ritual, answering questions about evil, defining the human condition, etc., So then, what is the praxis that makes up heathenry? Heathens are notorious scholars. The reconstruction aspects of the faith often come from our beloved mythic literature, the poetry and sagas that have been handed down to us. The Eddas, sagas, histories, and other works are thrilling and easy to get lost in. We have reconstructed the vulva from sources like Eric the Red's saga, grounding techniques our grounding con- techniques can come from the image of balancing fire and ice at the beginning of the world. There's a lot of praxis to be found and praxis inspired by literature. These works of literature are incredible. They have inspired so much in our modern lives, from the Lord of the Rings saga to Thor in the Marvel Cinematic Universe to metal bands using Norse imagery in their lyrics. They are also ripe for deep study and analysis. As someone who is very academic at heart, I see the beauty in constantly reading and rereading this works to gain new perspectives on the mythos and my ancestors created. A close reading of the Eddas has helped me understand my relationship to the vine and to the divine, sorry. And um, I've also been reading academic articles that analyze the literature, and this has helped me see Norse possibilities for breaking the gender binary. 
this is beautiful and it's special. But practice is not the same as analysis. And I think this is where a lot of heathens can get caught up. I know that this is a place where I got caught up for years. The practice of heathenry is actually very simple. And it can look different based on your interests and whether you're working solitary or in a group or kindred. The basics of most heathen practice, as far as I'm aware, center around these things. Animism and a reverence for nature, focus on reciprocity in all relationships, ancestral veneration, bloats, which are like a sacrifice ritual, and sumbul, which is honoring the gods, the ancestors, and ourselves through drink and toasting. These are the super basics. Heathens tend to be an unassuming group based on my own personal experience. Simple rituals that are done without many materials, a deep sense of love for the simple things in life, and finding magic in the most mundane places are all things I associate with heathens. We are a practical bunch above all. In fact, sometimes I feel a little bit too extra, a little bit too ostentatious in my own magic. This isn't a bad thing, it's just a reminder to keep it simple. So let's go through each of those characteristics of heathenry. First, animism and a respect for nature. There is a whole cosmology of nature's spirits within heathenry. Often referred to as the land of Atir, the land spirits are formidable. That word is often associated with enemies, and that is far from the case here. But land spirits are considered very powerful, and honestly... Sometimes you need to keep your distance from them. They are best honored, but not necessarily depended on. The landscape is filled with spirits. There may be a spirit of a particular hill or a copse of trees or, you know, a block in a city. Getting to know the spirits near where you live is a good idea, and even perhaps leaving offerings of water to them. One good way to work with these spirits is to pick up a litter on your block and dedicate this action to honoring the land spirits. You can also choose a specific tree or area to tend to and build a relationship that way. It's about reciprocity with the land, building that relationship. The focus on reciprocity in heathenry is really important to me. I was actually just talking about this in an interview I did for the Snort and Cackle podcast, which will be out in February. But this has really helped me shift my lifestyle away from capitalism. Thinking about resources honestly, both the resources that I have and where those resources might be needed. Thinking of everything in a circle of giving. I know that sometimes people can get a little tit-for-tat about reciprocity in heathen circles. Maybe people, many people read the Havamal's stanzas about gift giving and think that it's a gift for a gift, very strict. But I interpret it as an understanding that in a pre- or post-capitalist society, we are constantly looking out for each other. We are seeking that perfect balance of being resourced enough and being able to provide resources to others. Next, I want to talk about ancestral veneration. I think it's important to note that there are many different ways of looking at ancestors, and that I think it's important to cultivate relationships with ancestors who aren't necessarily blood relatives, but that there is a rich understanding we can inherit from working with our blood ancestors. I think it's also important to understand that within a faith and culture that focuses so strongly on reconstruction of pre-Christian ideals, there's an inherent level of ancestor veneration that happens anyway. We're already focused on the past. We're already focused on ways that our ancestors lived and thought. So there is a built-in sort of ancestral veneration to the entire faith. 
For me, wearing Viking Age clothing, or contemporary Norwegian folk costume for that matter, is also ancestral veneration. So it makes sense that ancestor work has such an important place in heathenry. We honor ancestors at many rituals, including the bloat and the sumbol. I won't dwell too much on what exactly ancestor work or ancestor veneration is today, mainly because I have several interviews coming out soon that explore this topic in more depth. Um, So I will save some of that information for those episodes. But these are basically the primary themes of what makes heathen experience. The rest is individual ritual that varies from kindred to kindred, from practitioner to practitioner. So where does that leave me? What is my place in the conversation? Heathen feels like a loose enough category that I can definitely see myself in it. I like to blend historic reconstruction with an understanding that magic persisted even beyond conversion to Christianity. It's a part of why Trolldom is so important to me. It is a living tradition of Nordic folk magic, not something that we need to reconstruct from texts written down by monks centuries ago. Trolldom is definitely not heathenry. It is a practice that does not center around faith. It is cultural, yes, but not based in a sense of belief or even a unified numinous experience. And a lot of what I've learned in the Nordic folk root tradition is also not heathenry. It's more so cultural and ways of being and holding one another. And also, to be heathen is cultural. I think that there is a certain amount of um, cultural coming together that heathens have, even if you don't practice together. I see myself as a heathen because I do, you know, work with gods like Odin and Freya and Loki. I see myself as a heathen because I do a lot of things that heathens do. And I still feel connected to that heathen community. And while my heathenry doesn't look like too many other people's heathenry, it is still heathenry. I'm still a dirty heathen, and there's nothing anyone can do about that. And if you are listening to this podcast and you're a little bit wigged out by labels, not to worry. You are a heathen in my heart, said affectionately. All right, until next time, stay weird. so much for listening to the Heathen's Journey podcast. I'm so honored to share these practices, conversations, and thoughts with you. If you would like to support this podcast, please consider supporting it on Patreon. The Patreon is designed as a learning and sharing space for fellow inclusive heathens to grow their practices. Every month we have a book club meeting, I share research notes, and episodes without the ads. If you would like to join, you can do so at patreon.com slash heathensjourneypod. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, keep it weird. Did you know that I wrote a book with Cassandra Snow? It's true. Lessons from the Empress is coming out October 1st, 2022 from Wiser Books. Lessons from the Empress is a tarot workbook for creativity and self-care. 
Self-expression and self-exploration are essential for living a fulfilling life, and the tarot allows for an incredible opportunity for creative exploration. Using the Empress, a symbol of creation and abundance, as a metaphor for the journey, Lessons from the Empress takes readers on a journey through the tarot using easy-to-follow magical rituals, tarot spreads, and creativity exercises in a way that will empower you to embrace your true self and express that self to the world. You can pre-order the book anywhere books are sold, and just to make things easy, I've included a link to IndieBound in the show notes. Happy reading!